0: and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about UFOs that turned off warheads. That's correct, UFOs that turned off warheads. Now, this article comes to us from finance.yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. title says, The Pentagon is investigating UFOs that possibly turned off warheads. This is written by Sashka Brodsky, dated February twenty third, 2023. It says, Former U.S. Air Force personnel reportedly told the Pentagon about their encounters with UFOs back in the 1960s. The officers say the 60s-era UFOs supposedly turned off nuclear warheads. I can tell you, there's nothing supposed about it. We've done podcasts in the past about this, and those UFOs definitely did turn off those warheads. You have multiple people have told us as much. The Pentagon has an official office for investigating UFO sightings, it says. It's been a jam-packed month for unidentified flying objects in the U.S., so so let's add one more juicy piece of UFO news to the pile. Now, you can see here how the uh, writing in this article is just tending toward, uh, it looks like something a 7th grade girl would write, but we'll continue with it. It says, now the government is supposedly investigating reports of UFOs somehow deactivating nuclear warheads. The Daily Mail claims that former U.S. Air Force personnel have testified that UFOs interfered with nukes in the 1960s. The officers reportedly recently told the government's All-Domain Anomaly Research Office, AARO, that they had bizarre encounters with the objects near U.S. military bases. Now, I read this article not because I think it's a good article. I think it's actually... Substandard, But I read it to you because this is a sort of um, drivel that the average person bases their opinions about UFOs on. You have uh, Air Force officers testi- testifying before a government, well, I think it's a Senate subcommittee, telling about their experience they had 40, 50, 60 years ago, where they saw these UFOs and our nuclear warheads were temporarily shut down. And this is serious business. This is the potentially something that could start a nuclear war. These guys didn't see the planet Venus. Uh, certainly didn't see a drone back in 1960 or 1970. These are serious individuals that were given huge responsibilities. But this girl that writes this article for Yahoo Finance wants to use things like supposedly, allegedly, maybe happened, and make small of it. It shows me a it a since just a terrible lack. of... Of gravita for even approaching this subject. Now I'll continue on off my rant. The Daily Mail says has been says it's seen an email showing that AARO staff contacted former Air Force ICBM launch officer Robert Salas to get information about the encounter with an orange flying disc that switched off ten warheads at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, in 1967. Another former officer, Dr. Robert Jacobs, supposedly. Here she's using this again. You know, I would love to know the credentials of this young gal. Like I said, this is written like something uh, an 11 or 12 year old kid would write, supposedly. Now here you have this this uh, supposed journalist denigrating the character of a guy who has a PhD, supposedly told A A R O that he made a film for the Air Force in 1964 that captured images of a UFO shooting a test missile. Out of the sky. Many observers say UFO sightings should be treated with a great deal of skepticism. Oh, absolutely. What are they afraid of? What is this girl so afraid of that she can't even write an unbiased article? What, what, what is she so scared of that she can't even entertain the possibility that UFOs are real? Still, the government is trying to to corral reporters for strange activity in the skies into a format that can be investigated more rigorously. AARO, for example, is a recently created office under the Secretary of Defense that looks into unidentified flying objects and other phenomena. Former U.S. Navy officer Sean Cahill, who claims—there we go—claims to have witnessed the infamous Tic Tac Toe incident. We've got the Tic Tac Toe on uh, video in case you hadn't noticed. cited off the USS Nimitz aircraft carrier in 2004, said on Twitter recently that he wants more information on UFOs. He urged his followers not to let those with agendas, like the person writing this article, I think, and cognitive blocks, like the person writing this article, use a current balloon flap to muddy the waters. What did I tell you? One balloon, three UFOs, and then you've got a bunch of these mainstream uh, lackeys from the press that are sent out there to muddy the the waters, and spread disinformation. He added, don't take the bait. Demand identification and evidence of each incident's origin. Wow, imagine that. One of our warfighters comes out and says, demand transparency. Demand disclosure. Whatever the mysterious objects may be, the truth is out there. And if you believe the reporting in the Daily Mail, the UFOs may be coming for our nukes. Question mark. Wow. I think... Maybe I shouldn't be so hard on this person. In a way, I think this is just a defense mechanism that so many people use when they're afraid of the unknown. And maybe Sashka Brodsky, I guess, maybe that's a man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a male or female. Maybe I'm being a little bit hard on him. But I read articles like this, and uh, it bothers me because this articles reach a large audience. And they spread a lot of misinformation, and they spread a really a negative uh, attitude that's designed to deperson people who have had uh, sightings and experiences with these things. Even people, even people who are uh, scientists like this doctor that they referenced, or are are uh, pilots, the people at the pinnacle of our uh, of our uh, uh, at the at the tip of the spear, so to speak, the people that are that. Uh, Their job qualification demands that they're able to uh, sense and recognize the objects that surround them. They have to have 100% situational awareness. Yet, these random uh, so-called journalists can come in and question what they saw when they weren't there. Anyway, let's go on to the next article. Now, I want to go back and look at the original article that this one we just looked at came from and hopefully get a little bit less biased approach to reporting was actually a pretty serious topic and this comes to us from the dailyMail.co..uk. It says two Air Force vets have testified to the Pentagon's UFO office about seeing mysterious objects turn off 10 nuclear warheads and blast test missiles out of the sky at US bases. Now does that sound like something that should be joked around about like it's written by like a 11 12 year old kid? This is serious business. Two Air Force veterans told DailyMail.com they have testified about their experiences with UFOs interfering with U.S. nuclear missiles. Former officer Robert Salis told of his encounter with, with an orange flying disc that turned off 10 warheads at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, in 1967. And Dr. Robert Jacobs has briefed the office on footage he shot for the Air Force in 1964 that allegedly caught a flying saucer shooting test missiles out of the sky. If you watch these guys talk, you know that they're, they're, I don't know how you could judge them as being anything but completely honest. The Pentagon's UFO office is investigating historic reports of myster- mysterious objects interfering with key nuclear missile silos. I don't know, you think the horse might have got out of the gate already? Two Air Force veterans told DailyMail.com they have testified to the All Domain Anomaly Research resolutions over of their office, AARO, this month about their experiences of UFOs interfering with U.S. nuclear missiles. One email shows AAR staff contacted former U.S. Air Force ICBM launch officer Robert Salas to gather information about his chilling encounter with an orange flying disc that inexplicably turned off 10 warheads at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana in 1967. And another former officer, Dr. Robert Jacobs, has briefed AARO on a 35 millimeter film he shot for the Air Force in 1964 that allegedly caught a flying saucer shooting a test missile out of the sky. The accounts offer a rare glimpse into the often classified work of the government unit tasked with probing unidentified phenomena in the air, sea, and space. Look, they've been investigating this stuff for decades and telling us the whole time it doesn't exist. goes on and says... Um, AARO Director Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick is also interviewing nine of the witnesses of similar cases, according to author Robert Hastings, who has previously spoken to 167 veterans regarding more than 100 UFO incursions at nuclear weapon sites during the Cold War era and beyond. Now think about that. 167 incursions at just at the nuclear weapon sites. Just at the nuclear level. And that's the ones they're reporting. I mean, that's not counting the ones they ignored. Like, remember a couple years ago when they had the uh, drones flying over nuclear weapon sites and nobody had any interest in that whatsoever. Drones, and I use drones with air quotes. In a blog post on Sunday, he revealed that he had been asked by Kirkpatrick to connect him with Silas Jacobs and other witnesses after an unnamed Senate staffer read the book and recommended it to the AARO director for investigation. Uh, Clearly, to me, what you're seeing here is maybe we have some honest politician in there. I know that that's hard to imagine. Or maybe they just have an insatiable curiosity about UFOs. Or maybe it's just their spidey senses telling them, hey, we need to investigate this stuff. But I think you're starting to see the first cracks develop between maybe a handful of our elected officials and the deep state apparatus. So maybe finally we got somebody... I wouldn't say on the inside, but we got somebody at the perimeter that can start to yell and scream and kick their feet and demand disclosure. Salas, 82, told DailyMail.com he was impressed by the outreach after decades of having his account either ignored or denied by the government, by the deep state, is what I would say. I've been waiting to tell a government agency my story for over 50 years, Salas told DailyMail.com. It was a pretty big relief. Would have been nice if he could just if he could have just went and talked to his senator or maybe one of his reps? They were very magnanimous. Magnanimous. They listened intently. I gave them a complete report on the Malmstrom incidents. I'm more confident now than I was going in that they're trying to make a sincere effort. Well, I feel like someone is trying to make a sincere effort. At the same time, somebody's trying to make a sincere effort to stop them. One AARO staffer wrote to Salas on Friday, thanking him for giving evidence to the UFO office and an email obtained by daily.com. Sounds like a form letter, possibly. Quote, I want to pass along a big thank you from the AARO team, the email said. Your dedication to this issue and the resources, time, and energy you invested in reaching and researching and documenting your experience and associated events are greatly appreciated. I'm glad we were fully able to document this account and evidence into the intelligence record, and we will include this information in our investigation as an authorized disclosure in accordance with the FY23-NDAA. That's the National Defense Authorization Act. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like an agency wants to keep their funding, and in order to keep their funding, they need to show that they're complying with what they were told to do by the uh, Senate, Congress, whatever, as part of this act. And so, in order to do that, We really have to send out these form letters. I have no faith whatsoever that this will be thoroughly investigated. Call me uh, a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. I'm hopeful the collective contributions of patriots like you and the current level of government interest and investment will provide answers to the questions the citizens of our country have demanded for such a long time. Well, they could start by giving uh, Mr. Greenwald uh, some answers on his FOIA request. There's that one looking for... Uh, the letter concerning the uh, UFO metamaterial from 1953 that he got a blacked out piece of paper for you can start with that you can start by telling us what what you're doing with Tom Delong uh, with the metamaterial that you're that you are jointly trying to use to develop invisibility cloaks for tanks I mean there's lots of things you could tell us right now but I don't see that happening it says since then the 2023 NDAA, Since then, the 2023 NDAA, the annual defense spending bill, has been signed into law with an amendment requiring AARO to review government files on all UFO incidents going back to 1945, explaining Kropakic's interest in the 1967 Malmstrom case. Yeah, that's called uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. The alleged Chinese spy balloon shot down by U.S. Fighter Justice Month also flew near Malmstrom, as well as other nuclear silos reportedly triggering emergency security measures at those bases. Well, we're not supposed to worry about this balloon, but it's triggering emergency bases, emergency measures at those missile bases. Interesting. Salas tweeted about his email with AARO official on Friday, and UFO researcher David Heth shared a copy of it on Twitter. Hastings wrote in his blog post that he had a conference call on January 13th with Kirkpatrick, two other AARO staffers, and a congressional researcher, and subsequently connected them with 11 veterans to give evidence of UFOs allegedly interfering with America's nuclear defenses. I wonder if the author from Yahoo will try to deperson those folks as well. Since 1973, I have interviewed 167 of those veterans regarding their experiences, Hastings wrote. Kirkpatrick asked whether I would be able to contact the individuals with whom I am still in touch to learn whether they would be willing to testify before AARO staffers. I suggested that Kirkpatrick's staff first contact former U.S. Air Force ICBM Launch Officer Bob Solis, who had been on duty during an incident at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, on March 24th and 25th, 1967, when an orange disc-shaped UFO had briefly hovered over the front gate at the Oscar Flight Launch Control Facility. Wow. An orange disc-shaped UFO had briefly hovered over the front gate of the Oscar Flight Launch Control Facility. Just letting you know we're here, man. Seconds after one of Salas' security police guards frantically called down to the launch capsule to report the UFO to him, all ten of the ICBMs dropped offline one after another. In other words, they were unlaunchable, and it took them several hours to repair and retarget them. And this is 1967, uh, a little bit pre-internet. How'd they go offline? Everything would have been hardwired, right? No no uh, remote control going on there, wouldn't think. Wouldn't think there'd be any kind of a Wi-Fi interference. It says, though an investigation was launched by the military and voluminous reports were compiled, no explanation was found for the missile shutdown. Salas and his colleagues said they were interviewed at the time by agents from the Air Force Office of Special Investigations and made to sign NDAs. In other words, keep your mouth shut. But in 1996, he broke his silence by, author, by authoring an article about the incident. And in 2010, Salas and other former military officials gave a televised press conference in Washington, D.C., warning about the alleged dire security threat presented by reports of strange disks and orbs appearing to fly over U.S. nuclear sites with impunity. In other words, this is just happening all the time. Jacobs, another former Air Force officer who testified to AAR this month, was in charge of a telescopic camera team that filmed test missile launches at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California in the 1960s. He claims that he reviewed footage of a September 15, 1964 launch, where a disc flew up to the missile, up to the moving missile, shot a series of beams at it, and sped away, causing the dummy warhead to topple out of the sky. Now, how's that for precision? This craft flies up to a missile while it's launching. I mean, going at I don't know how many hundreds, or if not thousands, of miles per hour and repeatedly shoots it with a laser beam, knocking the warhead, the dummy warhead off the top of the missile. We watched the third stage burn out, and into the frame came something else, the former Lieutenant 84 said in a 2000 video interview. It flew into the frame, and it shot a beam of light at the warhead. Now remember, all this stuff is flying at several thousand miles an hour. Several thousand miles an hour. So this thing fires a beam of light at the warhead, hits it, and then moves up Fires another beam of light, goes down and fires another beam of light, and then flies out of the it flies out the way it came in, and the warhead tumbles out of space. Thousands of miles an hour, it hits this thing three times with beams of light. The object points the object, the points of light that we saw, the warhead and so forth, were traveling through subspace about 60 miles straight up, and they were going somewhere in the neighborhood of 11,000 to 14,000 miles an hour. When this UFO caught up to them, flew in, flew around them, and flew back out. Now, of course, this would—I think—I think, I think um, that that even uh, the big spy planes only fly maybe max around 60,000, 60 miles straight up. Now, this this is a, a a tremendous distance. I mean, you're getting into into space here. So just think about this. This couldn't have been the Russians or the Chinese or anything like that. He says, "Now I saw that. I don't give a blankety blank what anybody else thinks about it. I saw, I saw that on film. I was there." Jacob said he was told to keep quiet about the footage by his boss, Major Florence J. Mansman, who viewed it with him in a meeting with two CIA officers in the days after the incident. Gotta wonder how the CIA is involved in this. Mansman, who died in 2000. Confirmed the account in May nineteen eighty seven in a may nineteen eighty seven letter to UFO researcher Scott Green and said he watched the video four times before the CIA officers shipped it off to an undisclosed location on the East Coast. Kinda of like what happened with some of those videos that were taken off the aircraft carrier. I ordered it I ordered Lieutenant Jacobs not to discuss what he saw with anyone because of the nature of the launch. The failure of the launch mission and the probability that the optical instrumentation showed an interference with normal launch patterns, Manson wrote. The object was saucer shape, he added. I released the film to the chief scientist. Jacobs told DailyMail.com he testified to AARO on February 10th. I found it to be the most sensitive, the most honest, the most overwhelming interview that I've ever had regarding this subject, he said. At the end of our chat, I said, I've been trying for over 40 years to get the government to listen to my testimony. And he said, you just did. The government finally listened. I'm not sure who they're going after next, but I have great faith in this organization as much as I've had in any government. Boy, I'm sorry, but I cannot agree with that. I I guess it depends on what your version of the government is. It says, Hastings declined to be interviewed by the DailyMail.com about his interaction with the UFO office. The Pentagon did not respond to requests for comment on Monday. Let should tell you something. The Pentagon did not respond to requests for comment on Monday. It's called controlling the narrative. Okay? Still controlling it. Overall, though, I thought this was a remarkable article put out by the DailyMail.com. I just wanted to show you uh, the contrast between. The, um, the little burbs, the excerpts that you get from a publication like Yahoo, very slanted toward the debunkers, very slanted against the idea that these things could be real, they could be a threat, uh, written in a very, uh, I don't know, almost childlike way. And then you compare this to the original text from, from the DailyMail.com, where they've gone through this thing, and they've just methodically reported uh, what they know. Kind of like just the facts, you know. So I think it's important as we investigate these things, always examine your sources. And don't be afraid to uh, think critically, and don't be afraid to criticize these authors when they go out on a limb to try to debunk the facts before they even examine the facts. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.